Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Alan Percy. I'm a child neurologist at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And joining me is Dr. Jeffrey Newell, who is a child neurologist at the Vanderbilt Medical Center. And we're going to discuss living with Rett syndrome, uh, what to expect at each stage. And to start off, uh, this question is, how do we approach the family at the time of diagnosis? Uh, Jeff, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, I think, first of all, it's important to listen to the family and their concerns. And I think that um, sometimes the concerns that the families might bring up that might help make the diagnosis regarding um, some subtle developmental delay and then regression of skills, like hand skills and spoken language, which may not be a complete loss, then, but the families may be really picking it up. So it's important to really hearing what the family is saying um, to identify their concerns. I think this will both help make the uh, a diagnosis earlier, but also to understand the issues that may be affecting um, the child with threat syndrome and really impacting the family. Yeah, so I think it's um, important that it, this is an issue of the family. The, the uh, age of this child, as well as the difficulty itself, uh, makes uh, a response directly from the child uh, impossible. Uh, the next question is, uh, what therapeutic communication do we want to give them? And I think it's important to uh, stress uh, what we see as the possible uh, future guides in the in the this child. So we are concerned about growth and development, uh, particular services, physical occupational therapy, uh, communication therapy, and perhaps uh, even a, uh, advanced skills uh, with uh, communication therapy. Uh, you have anything to add to that, Jeff? Yeah, clearly there is a need for an interdisciplinary team. I mean, you mentioned the therapists, um, but we know there's a changes that happen over time that you might need to involve people like gastroenterologists or physical medicine doctors or orthopedic surgeons. So, I mean, I think that's what really highlights the importance of bringing into the, together this multidisciplinary team and communicating with each other. Yes, uh, it's uh, and it's important to uh, look at this across the dis- progression of the disease. Uh, initially, uh, the child is uh, perhaps a little bit difficult to engage, but as the regression uh, ends and there's an awakening, so to speak, and there's a great improvement, but then uh, begin to appear uh, seizures, uh, uh, breathing aspects, um, And as time goes on, muscle tone increases and they develop uh, Parkinsonian-like features and uh, other issues. But all the time, their interaction is better and better and better. Um, So the issue then becomes, uh, how do we address uh, the new medication that's now available? And uh, I think that uh, we should offer this uh, wherever a family is willing to uh, invest in this uh, enterprise. What do you think, Jeff? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, though, you know, it's it's going to be an open question as we're using this in the real world, um, how uh, this new FDA approved drug actually changes what might be happening over time. So I think, you know, we have an idea of how things progress um, and what uh, issues come up. Um, but as we use trifinitide, um, this might change and our experience may change. Well, thank you, Alan, for uh, being here and talking with me today. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Yes, thank you. Indeed. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit, or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.